thinking outside the box and the box it came in the blind leading the nearsighted four out of five doctors recommend not listening this is cash withdrawal and four out of five doctors recommend welcome back to cash withdrawal it's day four of the cash withdrawal quarantine editions and uh it's thursday afternoon and i'm drinking a modello uh I'm not usually a guy that drinks while the sun is still up. Uh, I think it's not the greatest habit, but um, this is what's happened. This is what um, this is what I've been driven to by this darned virus. I uh, drinking a Modelo, and I I couldn't even open it. I, the Modelo was here because some people came over for my birthday, and uh, they knew I liked to joke about Modellos, and they brought. I don't know, 24 Modellos or something. And they're in my fridge. And I don't know how to open them. I don't have a bottle opener in my house. I'm not the kind of guy that can like, you know, there's certain people that can like open bottles with like a swizzle stick or they have like a belt buckle that can do it or they can open it with another bottle or they have like part of their ear ring that can open the bottle. Um, I'm not one of those guys. So uh, I had to find like a rock and get a hammer and really... uh, I had to work for this Modelo. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the day drinking. I think it didn't really have anything to do with the alcohol either, uh, me drinking the day by time. It's the fact that we've run out of everything to drink in our house. Um, you know, we've gone on walks and bicycle rides and things of this nature, but we have not at this juncture gone shopping yet since it all started. And uh, we're getting down to the bare bones. I'm starting to do some crazy stuff. My wife... Um, her theory of cooking is to spray some butter on it. That's what she does. Um, she's got this big butter spray thing, and she just, whatever we're eating, she just sprays butter on it. I don't care what it is. It's fine if it's a grilled cheese sandwich, which we've been pretty much eating all the time. Sometimes it's other things. You know, it's um, you know peanut butter jelly sandwich or uh, chicken fingers or, uh, you know, Modelo. Uh, it could be anything, but that's her style of cooking. I remember I was talking about the silver linings, things I wanted to do during this uh, quarantine. Some of those are going to fall by the wayside, I'm going to tell you right now. I I really did dream of learning to cook. Um, not going to happen. I don't think that's... Uh, it's hard to learn how to cook when you don't have any ingredients at the house. But also, I just don't have any desire to do it. Um, I did start some other things, though. I started my first uh, guitar lesson uh, with my son, Wynn, who's uh, just turned seven. We're... Uh, my dream is, to, I mean, I got nothing to do. I, it's time to put the band back together. It's time to put Cash and the Bad Checks back on the map. Um, just have to find that guitarist that was missing. I, I don't know if you know the story, but I was in a band, Cash and the Bad Checks, and all of a sudden our guitarist just disappeared. Um, it was in college. None of us knew the drummer's name, um, but we did know the guitarist, and he was a fantastic guitarist. We didn't get along at all, just like all bands. I was a singer in the band. I was Cash, if you're wondering. Uh, he was one of the bad checks and, um, we did not like each other at all, but, um, we had great chemistry on stage. We really did. And he was a fantastic guitarist. He could play anything. Anyway, one day, uh, he just disappeared. Couldn't find him. Uh, nowhere to be found. And, uh, that's really the reason Cash and the Bad Checks broke up. I always joke that we broke up because, um, you know, because I decided to go solo uh, and uh, just 
you know, after one concert, just do it myself. And that's why I became a comedian because, uh, it didn't go so well. Me, uh, singing solo without the checks, but, uh, really it's the guitarist left. And for 10 years, I didn't know where he was. Um, couldn't find him. And then I ran into him at a San Francisco Giants game, uh, 10 years later. And we kind of had some laughs and Joked about putting the band back together, and then he disappeared again, and I haven't seen him since. So that's the story of catching the bad checks. Dishai! Just want to give you a little bit of that. Dishai shy, dishai shy, kaka kaka. I hi hi. Yeah, I rarely do that one. Kaka kaka. I hi hi. Got a little echo here in the office. Um, just to give you a little blast from the past, if you're missing the uh, cashing in with TJ Miller show, uh, I miss it too, and we're going to get back on the beam as fast as we can. But for now, we're having withdrawal symptoms together during this uh, hiatus, and uh, we're going to do these quarantines together uh, if, it, if it doesn't kill us. Speaking of the Giants, I will say that's what another silver lining of this whole um, quarantine and you know the, the ending of sports. Uh, as we know it, uh, not having to see the Giants this year. The San Francisco Giants look like they're going to be dreadful as they've been the last two or three years. So I kind of feel happy about that. Like, oh, you mean I don't have to feel bad about not watching them or feel bad while watching them? That's kind of a silver lining. Um, I don't know if the world's going to end. I don't know if, uh, if, you know, we're over sort of protecting ourselves with the virus and I hope we are I hope it turns out to be maybe it doesn't look like it's a false alarm but maybe I'm just hoping on day four that maybe um, it's not as bad as we thought it's going to be uh, of course uh, that's what I would hope for um, for all the times I feel really good like I'm like about all the interesting things that are happening uh, that we all kind of needed a break and press pause on this hamster life that we live I also in the middle of the night, wake up every night, and I'm just terrified for everybody I love, uh, including my family and everybody else uh, in the country. Not just from the virus standpoint, but from an economic standpoint where everyone's getting shut down, and I'm worried about how everyone's going to do, uh, even when or if we come back from all this. That being said, you know, um, I'm hoping we look back on it, and we're like, that was, uh, we kind of went overboard protecting ourselves. Remember that whole coronavirus where we we went a little too far, and maybe it turned out to be not as bad as we thought. That's what we're all hoping for. By us quarantining, it sure seems like that's the way to go, um, just to try to um, increase those odds, um, just to spread out the curve and not have the hospital beds be too filled at the same time. Um, but that being said, we do know the world's going to end in another way. Um, and that's when I saw a picture of Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform. I'm not a big Patriots guy. Uh, I don't feel anything one way or another about Tom Brady. I think he's, of course, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. Um, I'm not ready to put him first. I think I'm going to get some tweets with people uh, arguing with me about that. Uh, I'm still a Joe Montana guy. I feel like if he had played in the same era that uh, that Tom Brady played in on that Patriots team with, uh, with the quarterbacks being protected like they are now, I think it's possible that Joe Montana would win the same amount of Super Bowls. He did win four Super Bowls, four Super Bowl MVPs, no interceptions in those Super Bowls. I understand. He had a lot of weapons and uh, a lot more weapons than Brady has had. So I get that argument too. All I'm saying is I don't think it's like a slam dunk 100% for sure he's the best of all times on Brady. In any event, he is 
of course, in the conversation, and maybe he is the best of all time, but I'm just saying I'm not sure. I still would love to see Joe Montana play in this era and see how that would look with Bill Belichick. That being said, and I'm going to say that being said as many times as I can on this podcast, um, I really, to see him in a Buccaneers uniform, it's going to be really weird. That's not like a hot take. I just, that's going to be really strange to see Tom Brady. That's not something any of us wanted to really see, I don't think. Um, Nothing against the Buccaneers, but they don't seem like a, I still don't really perceive them as a uh, professional football team. I hate to say that. I just, I see them as an expansion team or maybe an XFL team. And it maybe has to do with the uniforms. Uh, I know they won a Super Bowl and they have some pretty cool history even. It just, I kind of remember, I remember when they were one of the newer teams and I just somehow, there's teams like that in every sport. Um, Ironically, uh, I'd say in baseball, that same team that never seems like they're not an expansion team is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's the Modelo talking. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, uh, or the Rays as they call themselves now, they still seem expansion to me. And so do the Marlins, and they won two World Series and had one of the more likable teams in the history of baseball with that Pudge team. I loved that team, and I was happy for them when they won the World Series. But still, anyway, I digress. I know these generally you're not the biggest sports fans that listen to this show in the sixth and the fourth, so I'm going to get back to the topic of, uh, of the... Uh, you know, the uh, the hiatus that we're all taking. Um, I I don't understand why no one's considered just pouring Roundup on the coronavirus. Uh, Roundup seems to kill everything. Uh, it causes cancer, causes a lot of bad things. Roundup's getting sued all the time. Maybe we should just pour that on the coronavirus. I'm not sure. Anyway, starting to learn guitar uh, on FaceTime because the guy wouldn't come over to the house, and I don't blame him. Um, and I realized that he never needed, I could have been doing lessons all these years on FaceTime. There was no reason to really like wait for someone, you know, drive, get in your car. There's a lot of things we've been doing where we get in our car and we didn't really have to. Uh, and that's what I've been realizing the last four days where you're like, you know, what? I could have just done this on FaceTime. I've been FaceTiming a lot of my friends, I've been catching up with a lot of my friends. Um, but I'm kind of loving this era in terms of I don't have to feel guilty about not seeing my friends now. I think that's the hardest thing about friends is sometimes you feel guilty all the time. Um, guilt's an insidious thing. I, re- I realize like just, I I rarely even, I've never enjoyed hanging out at my house more than the last four days. And it's the reason is because I usually feel guilty when I'm at the house and just reading or doing something that I want to be doing. Um, there's not that much productive to be done right now for the first time in a long time. Generally, if I'm reading a book, I'm like, you should be doing something productive on a Thursday afternoon. If I'm drinking a Modelo with the six and a fourth, half of the 12 and a half, um, you know, that's something that uh, you can do and not feel totally guilty because you're like, well, we're all in kind of a bad spot right now. Maybe we should just celebrate our family and just be home and kind of enjoy what we have. Um, what did Sting say? When the world is running down get the best of what's still around i think that's something like that that wasn't the exact quote give me the quote online if you if you if you like these quarantine episodes please let me know i'm because i just won't release them i'm going to still do them but i won't release them if nobody's listening that's kind of embarrassing so just facetime me i'm sorry facebook me or uh, on cashing with tj miller or uh 
or give me a tweet out there. Let me know you're listening. Uh, I'll keep putting them out if uh, and someone's. Just a sec. I'm doing a podcast. I'm in the office doing a podcast. Okay. See, that's that's family life. That's what happens. That's what's happening. <laughs> Just try to get away from from all the responsibilities out there. Um, in any event, if you're enjoying any of it, let me know. I don't know the exact Sting lyric, but uh, he does have some lyrics that uh, uh, that uh, that are more meaningful. Uh, I want to talk to you about some other things too, though. Oh, I was talking about how bummed I was that I have to wash my hands all the time, but I figured out a good way to kind of, this is probably not very original. I'm sure people do this all the time. I try to do some sort of positive thinking when I'm washing my hands now, just so it becomes more productive. That's going to be all part of my uh, inspirational life coach seminars that I'm going to have after this ends, if it ever does, if I survive it. Uh, <laughs> life coaches. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to have life coaches. We called them parents. That was uh, one thing that we used to do. Um, in any event, uh, you know, you try to think of what you're thankful for, and sometimes that helps. I'm thankful for a book I'm reading. That's another thing. I was I was trying, I was ambitious. I was like, why don't you start a book club? You've always wanted to do a book club. You've never done it because um, you're afraid they'd laugh at you, uh, as they are wont to do. <laughs> they, I wasn't afraid they'd laugh at me. I just wasn't, felt guilty about finishing books because I had other things I thought I should be doing to have my career progress or do stuff with my family or whatever. In any event, I'm reading a book. Why don't we do a uh, six and a fourth book club? How about that? It's pretty simple because I'm not going to read it that quickly. Um, I'm reading a book by Ann Padgett. Padgett? P-A-D-G-E-T-T, I think. Padgett. Ann Padgett. Uh, she wrote uh, Magician's Assistant. She wrote um, Bel Canto. Um I'm reading a book right now called The Dutch House. Let me look it up. I'm going to look it up. Make sure that's what it is. If you want to read it, we can get online. We can like go to some sort of group chat thing. Miles will set it up. Miles, the best producer in the business, by the way. Miles has been setting up these cash withdrawal and cashing with TJ Miller um, games on the computer where you do some drawing and stuff. And uh, we do like game nights and some of the, you know, listeners, some of the 12 and a half go on our Cashing with TJ Facebook page. And we've been playing this uh, this game. I realized I had never played a, a game online with people outside of my house. And uh, it was kind of interesting. I really enjoyed it. Snail Trails was there. Um, my son, I played with my son. My son's like, is Snail Trails a person? I'm like, I don't know. She might be a fiction of our imagination, but she sends great tweets. Okay, so um, let's see. I'm going to look up uh, the Dutch House and see if that's what it's called and who it's by. And it's I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, Patchett, P-A-T-C-H-E-T-T. That's how you spell her name. You know, she's a great writer. She's one of these writers where you, you sit down, you read one of her books, and you're like, I'm in good hands. Like, this isn't someone trying to write a book for the first time. It's not super funny. Don't uh, expect that. Uh, it's not, it's, you know, it's kind of pleasant. It's not even super uh, dramatic yet. Um, but she's just a great writer. I just think uh, we should do that for our book club. So let's finish that book. Um, should I set a date? 
Let's finish that book in the next like three weeks. Okay. So when we get to day like 20 or something like that, I'll announce like where we're going to all meet up and we can talk about the book or something like that. This is all pie in the sky uh, type stuff. Who knows if it'll really happen, but let's go for it. I have a great story, by the way, that I'm going to save for cashing with TJ show for when me and TJ get back together about the, uh, the guy, uh, well, the, what happened with our giveaway where somebody came out to visit us uh, and watch all four of our shows for the ultra, ultra amazing fans. So I'll tell you more about that later. Um, I'm enjoying this uh, little hiatus also. The kids, I like to wear headphones, like noise-canceling headphones, and that's uh, uh, kind of keep out the noise. The kids are so loud, and I'll get some work done or whatever. This has been going on for a few years. I'll just be listening to music or podcasts or whatever. And uh, my son got one of these noise. He just got a regular headphones from Amazon for his birthday from his aunt. And now the kids just walk around with these headphones on, but they have nothing. They're not noise canceling and no music is going into them. They're just walking around with headphones on because they think it's cool, like those big giant cans on their ears. And I just... This is, makes me laugh. I think it's great. I uh, just wanted to tell you about that. A um, little bit more about, I, I believe Scooter's Jungle is closed. I'm just going to announce that right now. Uh, in the last episode I mentioned, I think it was still open. It was one of the last remaining places. I thought it was funny that New York shut down like everything, but the last thing they still had open was uh, hair salons. I thought that kind of kept things in perspective, <laughs> how much people care about their hair. Or They're like, this is going to... This might kill all of us, but we're going to, we got to keep the important things. Got to keep the important things. Let's make sure we keep the uh, hair salons open because the, you know, the, the virus, it's not going to go into a, a barber shop. That's one way. That's one place it would stay away from. Um, I can do a little, I told you so with my wife, speaking of hair, uh, you know, she was really, really freaked out earlier this year because um, the kids kept having head lice. And I was like, it's just germs on our bodies. We all have them. Don't worry about it. It's They just gave it a name so they could sell the shampoo. Who cares? And she believed it was a real thing. And I think all of us would look back on head lice now and be like, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, wouldn't that be nice to not worry about head lice? There's a lot of stories that were in the media uh, the last like two or three years that were kind of stupid that this... This pandemic is erasing in terms of uh, people wasting our time worrying about what some athlete said or how some person was uncomfortable and pressing charges or whatever else. So I guess that's another silver lining. In any event, Scooter's Jungle is finally closed, I have to believe. Um, I, I just thought once South by Southwest closed, I just thought it was interesting that we just did things in baby steps for a week and a half, and I hope it doesn't cost people lives. I mean... It was just like two weeks of like, okay, once South by Southwest closes, it just seems weird that people are like, yeah, but we can still have basketball games. And then we still had basketball games and people are like, we can still gather more than 300 people, less than 300 people. And then people are like, let's go down to 200. That's probably smart. And then we went down to 100 and then they kept the barber shops open. And then finally, uh, Scooter's Jungle shut down. But it's just, I wonder why, at the, like I pulled my kids out of school like three days early because I was like, this is where this is going. I mean, they're not going to, all it's going to take is one person in this city getting infected and we're going to shut the school down. And that's where this is going. Why wait till after it happens? Like, it's not like the virus isn't going to spread. 
And this is what I found interesting. It was sort of, I just felt like things went slower. Why weren't the cruise ships shut down after two of them were quarantined off the coasts and nobody wanted them? Like, what What more do we, obviously this is going to happen. Shut it down beforehand so you don't have to shut it down so far afterwards. And I, I was just surprised it took so long. It was sort of like, uh, sort of like if you were to play baseball in a Little League game, you're like, hey, wait, let's have no one wear helmets. And uh once the first guy gets drilled and we kill somebody, then we'll wear helmets. It's like, you know what? We kind of knew someone was going to get drilled. So let's go ahead and just wear the helmets, uh, you know, proact- be proactive about it. So I was a little surprised about that. Um, but we did it. I feel like uh, people are really committing to it. And um, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. I, uh, you know, I think uh, people are really um, doing their best with this. And... Uh, I've had some nice conversations, six feet or more, with people that are walking around. Um, one other thing that's a silver lining is most big decisions for a little while have been eliminated. I, I just hate decision making, so that's pretty cool. Um, I uh, I don't know what else to tell you. I think I'm uh, I think I'm I'm pretty uh, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty I'm pretty good today, and I hope you're doing well. And uh, I'm gonna finish this Modelo. And eventually, hope to become the first just regular dude spokesperson. Now someone's calling me. You see, this is part of what happens, you know. I think that's a telemarketer that's calling or that's somebody telling me not to release this episode. So until next time, quarantine edition, day four, cash withdrawal. Dushai, dushai, dushai.